Hey there, welcome to your Next Best Move podcast. My name is Deanna, and I'm obsessed with all things personal development, healthy living, and building a career that you're actually excited about. In this podcast, I'll be sharing power-packed personal and professional development stories and lessons in 20 minutes or less to help you get from where you are now to where you want to go. So grab your notebook, your favorite pen, and let's get ready to learn something new, be challenged, and figure out your next best move together. Welcome to your next best move podcast. Today is a very special episode because today I turn 30. And in honor of turning 30, I wanted to share a number of lessons. I have seven on my list. Who knows? Maybe I will think of more as I go through this podcast. I wanted to share seven lessons that I've learned in my 20s that I'm taking with me into my 30s. And I hope they're helpful for you in maybe realizing some of the things that you've learned over the last year, one year, five years. And I think such an important thing in our life is to learn lessons and learn from our mistakes, learn from our past and be okay with trying all of the different things, but learning from those things as we go. And that's really what I've tried to do intentionally over the last couple of years is learn from what I've done and take those lessons I've learned and move forward. When I say intentionally learning, I want you to know that this means, this is me sitting down with my journal and saying, what are the lessons that I've learned from this experience? What have I learned from making this mistake? And thinking about what I have learned from that experience, the lessons that I can learn to move forward, how that's going to impact the next actions that I take, and what I would do differently if I were to do it again. So being intentional, maybe you have someone that you can talk these through with as you go through life. Maybe it's your therapist, but maybe... It can just be your journal and getting intentional about taking the time to learn those lessons so that you can take them with you moving forward. Okay, so diving in. The first lesson that I have learned that has become so important to me is enjoying being right here and not always worrying about getting there. This concept was solidified to me in the book, The Gap in the Gain by Benjamin Hardy recently, because as he put it, It's being able to be here, but wanting to be there. And he has a whole chapter on this concept. And an example that he gave was that he and his wife had decided to stay in their home in Florida for the next nine years. And he had to be okay that he's just like, we're just here. He's like, I don't have to think about moving. I don't have to think about where we're going to go next. We can just be here for the next nine years. And he can see what he can accomplish in the next nine years in other areas of his life instead of moving. And this has become so important to me as well because I'm always someone who is thinking, where are we going to move next? We just moved into a house and I've already been on realtor.ca thinking, where are we going to move next? What's our next house? And already having those big dreams and ambitions of of our next home and where we're going to go. And instead, I've had to take a step back and say, how can I just be here? How can I simply enjoy our home right now for the next, we've said, probably the next at least three to five years? And how can I focus on other areas of my life and move it forward by just simply being here? This principle can really be applied to any area of your life. For example, this podcast, I have big dreams for where I want to take this. I My goal is to get it to a million downloads, and I'm trying to use creative strategies now for how can I get there. But also at the same time, 
how can I enjoy this process right now? How can I enjoy starting a process? And I wrote in my journal this morning of just, I want to feel excited to record these podcasts. And so I'm really cultivating those feelings of being excited to sit here, to share the lessons that I've learned over the last 10 years and put them into a podcast. This is exciting. This is the process. And so focusing on being here in the process right now, being okay that I'm starting at at zero basically. And this is a long-term endeavor, a long-term process, but enjoying the process along the way, making it fun and celebrating the small wins along the way. Another thing as I reflected on this, this lesson is that I've always been someone who has been, I want to be here. I want to go do that. Why am I not there yet? When I was in grade two, I wanted to be in grade five. When I was in grade five, I wanted to be in grade nine. When I was 20, I wanted to be 25 and established. And now that I'm 30, I'm going, holy crap, time, please so slow down because I'm already 30 and there's so many more things that I want to accomplish in this lifetime and I have this big vision and I'm already 30. And yes, I have so many years ahead of me, but I am trying to live every day to the max and make every day worth it. And so some strategies that I've been using for this as well is practicing gratitude every single day. Gratitude for where I'm at right now. Gratitude for this house because It was only less than a year ago that this house was just a dream and a thought of something that we wanted. And so being grateful for everything on a daily basis and just, it's not even that I'm writing them down all the time, but just having little moments of gratitude and taking that extra second, for example, in the morning now before I go to work, I take that extra second to, honestly, my husband, he sleeps in until like quarter to nine because he works from home. So he starts work at nine, but like taking that extra second to cuddle with him in bed before I go to work, because those are the moments that I'm going to remember. Those are the moments that matter. And so just taking those extra few seconds to really appreciate this moment in time right here, right now. So that's lesson number one, being okay with being right here instead of always wanting to be there. And the best strategy to do that is to practice gratitude daily. Lesson number two is somewhat related to lesson number one. And it is to know that there are an infinite number of possibilities for the future and to never rule out any possibilities. Never rule out that anything is possible. Never ruling out that maybe in two years, three years, maybe in a year, we could pick up and move to Germany. We could move to California. I could change jobs. I could quit my job. I could start a completely different business than I am now. And we could have a kid. We could not have kids. There are so many different possibilities out there that I am not ruling anything out. I have a big vision for where I want to go, but I also am flexible with the route that we take to get there. This has been a huge mindset shift for me because I've always thought you go to school, you go to university, you get a job in that field, and there you go. And I've come to realize that maybe that's not exactly what I want to do. I finished my master's degree last year, and I thought that I should work in sustainability. I should work for a sustainable company. And I've realized that that's not necessarily true. Just because I went and did a master's degree in sustainability and environment and business doesn't mean that I have to work in that field. And I can choose to work in whatever field I want. 
And this requires having that emotional flexibility and being willing to pivot when you want to pivot and being okay with that. And it takes a lot of courage to do this. And someone recently told me, they're like, Deanna, I really admire your courage to be able to pivot and be flexible. And honestly, this is a muscle that I've had to flex and I've had to develop and build over time because there was a time probably five or seven years ago, I thought, okay, I committed to this thing. I have to do it. I have to stick with it, even though it wasn't serving me anymore. And I have another further lesson on this, but about quitting things. But I think this point is that knowing that anything is possible. So don't get so stuck on that just because I went to school for this thing or just because I've committed to something that you have to stick with it. I mean, there's this fine line between flexibility and also giving up on your dreams. That is not what this point is about. This is not about giving up on your dreams. This is being flexible and adaptable that your vision is going to change over time and being able to make those really strategic and aligned decisions that anything could happen Anything in this world is possible. So that is point number two. Number three is defining your own success criteria. This has been also very challenging for me and something that I've had to build and adapt over time is defining what success looks for me in terms of career, in terms of money, in terms of what our home looks like and being okay with that because I think we're always comparing ourselves to everybody else and social media feeds into this on an extreme level that I've really tried to remove myself from looking at social media, looking at um, other people and celebrities and it doesn't matter. Figure out what your success criteria looks like and define your like vision and measure yourself based on where you want to go and Measure yourself based on everything that you've already accomplished. What have you already done in your life that is so amazing that you can celebrate that? For me, what has been really helpful is defining my values and getting intentional about what my values are. And I will be completely transparent. Some of my values right now are connection. How can I build more connections? How can I build more great relationships with people? And on that same note, I have a value of presence. How can I be so present with the people that I'm with? How can I be so present in what I'm doing? How can I be more in flow with my daily life? Another value that I've really focused on lately is contribution. How can I contribute to this world? What can I do to add value? That was one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast was because I saw it as an opportunity for me to contribute, for me to add value to the personal development space that I'm really passionate about and I want to help people reach their potential. That's become a driving force for me. Lastly, I'll share one more value and that's courage. This has become a really important value to me as I make decisions for where I want to go in the future. And I think it's Brene Brown who says, choose courage over comfort. And every time I have to make a decision about where I want to go in my life, I ask myself, am I choosing courage over comfort here? Am I choosing the possibility and the route that might be uncomfortable and it's going to take more courage to get there, but ultimately it's going to lead to bigger reward? Because 
the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. And I don't mean this in terms of big risk of necessarily like changing your job or going back to school, but this can be in having a vulnerable conversation with your partner. This can be being courageous to tell my husband, you know, this is actually really bothering me. This is on my heart. I need to talk about this and it's not going to be that fun, but let's sit down and talk about this and have this conversation. It can be on really simple things like choosing to go out for a run, even though you don't feel like it, but you're choosing courage, you're choosing growth to go out for that run, even though you might look ridiculous running, that's me, but you're choosing courage, you're choosing yourself over what other people think. So defining your values has become so important to me. So if this isn't something that you've done yet, I really encourage you to sit down with a pen and paper and think about what your values are and you can Google, there's some really great value sheets on there that you can just look at and see what values are important to you. So that was number three, defining your own success criteria and your own values. Number four is making space for play and fun. This has been challenging for me, especially throughout the pandemic, as things have looked so much different than they used to. And so I've really been working on trying to define what does play and fun look like for me? And what does it look like for me on my own? What does it look like for me with my husband? What does it look like for me with friends? And I've come to realize that sometimes it can just look like me reading a book, me baking cookies because I simply love to do it, or having a dance party by myself in the kitchen because it's more fun to bake cookies that way or make dinner that way, or with my partner us booking a weekend away or booking a day trip and getting out of the house, that has become really important to me that we're being intentional about getting out of the house more often, especially as things are starting to open up because it's harder for us, it's harder for me anyways, to make space and time for play and fun in our own home. And I've realized that, that I'm very focused on like the things that have to get done in the house or the things that have to get done in my business when we're at home. And so getting out of this space, having a change in environment um, is huge for making room for fun in my life. And in terms of having fun with friends, it looks differently. It looks more like going out for a nice dinner or just coming over for a cup of tea and getting out the fancy um, silver, getting out the fancy teacups and teapot and it's just a different kind of fun than in my 20s when it was going out to the bar and having fun and a lot of drinks and that's okay and so I've really been focused on defining what play and fun looks like for me and it will grow and evolve over time but carving out space for it as well because I think that I especially, and maybe you can relate to this too, can just be so head down focused on what needs to be done. So making space for play and fun. Number five is asking who, not how. Again, this is a book that Benjamin Hardy wrote with Dan Sullivan. It's called uh, Who, Not How. And it's ultimately saying you don't have to do everything. When you want to accomplish a big goal or a big dream, you ask who can help me with this instead of how can I do this on my own? So recently I've made another career decision to make another career pivot and it's going to involve me doing a lot more driving to and from work. And so instead of asking the question, how can we make this happen to my husband? I said, who can help us with this? Who can help us with the things that I'm now not going to have as much time for, such as cleaning 
and meal prep. And so part of the stipulations and the conversations that we had about me accepting this position was one, we need to find someone who's going to clean our home twice a month, like the deep cleaning that we just won't have time to do. And two, let's consider a meal service. Let's consider a healthy meal service where we can have meals in the freezer ready to go because eating healthy is not a value that I'm willing to compromise on. He also suggested that we do more meal prep together because right now meals all fall on me. And so I was open to that too. Like how can we work together and how can he contribute to healthy meals? So instead of asking, how can we make this happen? We asked, who can help us make this happen? Similarly, in my business right now, I'm thinking of the things that I really don't have time to do or really don't want to do. And so who can be the first person that I hire when I have the financial means to, to help support me with this? For example, social media. I do not love social media. I do not love creating content for social media. So who can help me do that? And I want you to think about this in your life. Who can help support you do the things that you don't love to do or don't have the time to do? And how much time would you gain back if you did have somebody help you? How much faster would you get there if someone helped you get there? So this has become a really important concept for me as I move into my 30s and as I want to focus on more of the things that I love, do more of the things that bring me joy, and working on outsourcing the rest. Okay, lesson number six is being okay to start scared and uncomfortable with the beginning. This is a huge mindset shift for me, and it's taken many, many times of doing things that are uncomfortable, like going on a first date. I remember going on my first date with my husband and just being so nervous, but also being like, Deanna, you're never going to meet someone and have a great relationship and get married like you want to unless you go on this first date, unless you are okay being uncomfortable on this first date. So maybe you can relate to that. Or maybe you can relate to wanting to start a business and it's just really uncomfortable. And I've done this now a number of times, like putting myself out there and it's really uncomfortable. And yes, you're going to probably feel like an imposter and that's okay. You should, you should feel like an imposter because you've never done it before. And unless you do that thing and you do it over and over again, you're not going to build the confidence that you need in order to keep going. Or for you, maybe this is starting a new job. I recently was talking to one of my friends and she just started in a management position and she's like, I feel so uncomfortable here. I feel out of my comfort zone because she's been in her previous positions uh, for like 10 years and now she's in a management position and it's new and she's leading a team and she's like having meetings that she's never had before and it's just really uncomfortable. And I said, that's great. I am so freaking proud of you for taking that jump. You didn't have to move out of your comfortable position into a management position, but you did. You chose growth. You chose courage over comfort. And I'm so proud of you for that. Keep going. You have great mentors in place. They're there to support you. They hired you for a reason. That was something that she kept bringing up was like, why did they hire me? What did they see in me that they knew I could do this job? And it's like, well, they saw something in you that you are obviously not seeing yourself right now, but they have belief in you and you need to share that belief that they believe that you're capable of this position. That is number six. So going into my thirties, I'm knowing that it's okay to start scared. It's okay to start something and be really uncomfortable because there are big things on my vision board that I've never done before. Like 
write a book, like run a conference, like be a keynote speaker, be a TEDx speaker. Like these are all things on my vision board that I've never, ever done before. And they're super scary and big. And I'm not yet the person who can accomplish those. But in the process, I'm going to become that person and it's going to be uncomfortable and that's okay. So think about what your big dreams are for the next 10, 20 years and know that it's going to be uncomfortable and then it's okay to start scared. Give yourself permission. Number seven is quitting things and quitting things fast. Like when you go and try something and you know immediately that this is not aligned, quit it. Give yourself permission to quit it. And this is what I've tried to do faster and faster each time that I've tried something new is to quit and quit fast. And there's actually a whole Brendan Burchard YouTube video that I watched on this, that this is actually a characteristic of high performers is that when they try something new and they know that it is not for them, they quit it fast. Do not waste your time in something that is not aligned. This is something that can be really challenging in practice But now that I know this lesson and I've actually implemented it pretty recently, it it feels good and I know that I'm going to get to now where I want to go. I can take the lessons that I learned from that experience and move so much faster towards where I want to go. So quit things, quit them fast when they're not aligned. So to recap, the seven lessons that I am taking with me into my 30s, they are number one, enjoying being right here, right now, and practicing gratitude daily. Number two, know that there are an infinite number of possibilities to reach your goals, dreams, and vision. Dream big, but also be flexible to the route that you might take to get there. Number three is define your own success criteria and live by your own values. Number four is to make space for play and fun. Number five is to ask who, not how, can help you reach a big goal. Number six is being okay to start scared and being uncomfortable at the beginning. And number seven is to quit and quit fast the things that aren't aligned with your vision. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I had so much fun recording it and sharing all the lessons that I've learned in the last 10 years or so. And there are so many more lessons out there too that I've learned, but these are just the seven that really resonated with me today. And if you like them and enjoy them, please do me a favor and share this episode on your social media and tag me so that I know you resonated with it. I'm just sitting here, honestly, in my pajamas today recording this episode, and I would love to know what you thought. So send me a DM on Instagram too. I would love to hear from you. And I hope you decide to move your body today, move your mindset, and move your life. Thank you so much for listening to your Next Best Move podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor and share it with a friend. I want everyone to start calling their shot and making some moves. Until next time, keep on learning, keep on growing, and keep on moving.